1: You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Billy Up Sports and the Billy Up Podcast Network. Here's your host, Jared Klemm. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Corner Booth Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Clem, alongside my co host, Savannah Dean. Kevin is out today, so. We got his picks in. Of course, his layup game is the biggest like joke of all time. But hey, as long as we acknowledge that he put this pick out before eight o'clock, we're good. Um, so yeah, we got a new World Series champion today. Uh, congratulations to the Washington Nationals. The first series ever where every road game, every road team won all seven games, all two games for Washington in Houston. Then three games for Houston in Washington. Then two games for Washington in Houston. You can't make this crap up. It was great. I actually got home at like 9 o'clock last night. I was able to watch the turning point with the Howie Kendrick home run. And that place was – Howie Kendrick was going bonkers when he hit that home run. And I was like, yep, that happened. And I passed out around 8 o'clock – I mean around the eighth inning because basically I worked a 14-hour day, so I was shot. But I woke up and I saw some video of Houston winning the World Series. It was from two years ago. So, Savannah, I'm freaking out. I'm like, wait, I missed Houston come back? What the <laughs> – like, I was, I was so upset. And then I look at, oh, Washington 6-2. to two. Oh, my God. Okay, I didn't miss anything. But would you th- – this series was just crazy to me. I love seeing a new team win a series, though. Like, it's kind of like a nice feeling seeing a team that's never won before win it. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I can't believe they won. That's awesome that they've never um, never won, and now they have. But I really thought the Astros had it. Like, I had them picked to win game six. I was like, oh, it's okay, they'll win game seven, and then they didn't. I mean, I was shocked that the Nationals pulled it off.
1: You know, it's so funny. I, I, I knew Verlander was going to lose game six just because he's the worst postseason pitcher ever, besides Kershaw. Oh, my God, imagine. Oh, the two of them did duel it out last year. I think Verlander won that. Or it was a no decision. I can't remember. Anyway, um, but Strasburg getting the record for five uh, five straight uh, wins to start a playoff career is awesome. And uh, two, uh, I just love seeing this, especially with, like, guys like Rendon and Soto, like, really no-name, just-starting-out stars. And you got a lot of former Diamondbacks, including Daniel Hudson, who got the last out. He was part of the 2011 team that got screwed by the Brewers and Ryan Braun steroids. So he'll always be one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, it was really cool to see this team. And it's it's really funny how, you know, no Bryce Harper, no problem. It's like, oh, wait, you get rid of the big slugger and they get better? Huh, who would have thunk it? But yeah, everyone
0: did not think, everyone thought that they were going to get worse after the
1: Excluding left. the New York Yankees and the Giants. And the Giants didn't even win in 2002. I forgot about that. Excluding like the New York Yankees. And maybe a couple Red Sox teams. Like, you really don't see power. Like, NL teams really never win with power hitters. I've noticed that. You, Giants a couple times. I mean, the Cardinals had pool holes, but he was more of an average guy. He just hit a lot of dingers. I never noticed a big, a lot of strikeouts, home run hitter ever see. I never see them win the World Series. And I think that's kind of an interesting concept now because we're looking at the fact that, you know, the big contract guy, Machado and Harper and, all, and, and you know, Votto, these guys never won titles. Mike Trout's probably never going to win one because he's like, oh, I'll just take all the money from Anaheim. I love it here. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like accepting mediocrity. I could never. I would have been like, eh, heh, uh, I'm done after this year, guys. Uh, I want to trade now. But I don't know. Baseball is just such a weird sport. Trying to understand that, like the cap and and uh, the no cap, the no cap, and the fact that like only certain teams, like the Yankees and the Red Sox and Dodgers, can pay billions, but basically. Unless you're like a big, like a medium to big market, you're screwed. I was kind of disappointed the Twins didn't do anything because I love that team, but the Yankees ate them alive. Uh, I don't know. It was a good World. Se- it was a good. It was a good season. I I like the fact that like no regular teams except I mean the Astros don't really count. They're kind of like the Royals of three years ago. They're always been around here, but this one seems a little more stable than what the Royals had. So I like seeing that. Uh, yeah, I just overall great season. Um, I'm excited for my Diamondbacks next year because they have like five young stars and they're all coming back and they have a lot of cap room. So speaking of cap room, Garrett Cole said he's not employed by the Astros anymore to a, a, a Astros employee. He said it's in a reporter heard it. I'm interested to see where he goes in the off season. He told the Yankees not going there. Where do which, you think he's going? See, I've heard rumors he's going out west. Is it Arizona, the Dodgers? Is it San Diego? Is it the Giants? I don't know. It's a west team, or it could be you know um, Oakland. You got, but you got to assume though it's got to be a team with a lot of a deep pocket, or at least a, like a mid to big market, so that fits the mo. For and you know teams like LA and um, Arizona and Seattle will pay big money for a pitcher, so yeah. that's the one I'm thinking. I don't think he's staying in Houston though. I just think, like, you know, some pitchers are weird dudes. I think Granky's going to be interesting where he goes next year, too, because his contract's up, I believe. Or he's got one more year. He might have one more year, because I remember it was, it was 2015 when we signed him, right before Christmas. I was, you know, I was happy to see Granke just You know what sucks for Granky was the dude pitched incredible for the first, like, five, six innings. He gave up a home run to, to Rendon, but it was a laser. It was like, you know, he was going to hit it out. And then he leaves one guy on base, and A.J. Hench pulled him. I think Hench should have left him in there because basically he still had a 2-1 lead. It was one out. You put in Will Harris. The first ball he gives up to Kendrick gets hit out of the freaking stadium. Gets hit off the foul pole. So, it, I don't know. It's just like I feel like that was A.J. Hench's fault, really, because Granke was pitching out of control, and the Astros bullpen, which has been their weakness all year, just kind of blew it. So, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where Cole goes. Uh, a lot of these guys. I mean, I, don't, I think Verlander's there for a couple more years. Uh, the run of free agents on the Astros the big name one. So yeah, the uh, December going to get interesting for MLB signings. So, all right, next up we got NBA news. Uh, I'm going to hold off on the Towns and Embiid ra- uh, fight because they've turned into little so they've turned into 19, 17 year old uh, high school girls on Twitter and Instagram attacking <laughs> each other. And I swear to God, it's the most embarrassing thing as a Carl Anthony Towns fan I've ever seen. Um, I don't know him and Embiid; and they're both morons, and Ben Simmons is a little um, something. I'm not gonna—I'll say in a minute. But Steph Curry breaks his hand yesterday. Uh, he's out for uh, at least a month or two, minimum. Um, yeah, what Golden State getting just smacked by karma the last like ten months? Mm-hmm. Like, they – oh, like, we're going to dominate basketball for 10 years. Oh, Katie's gone. Oh, our bench has gone. Uh-oh. So, it's going to basically be D'Angelo I mean, Russell, Draymond, a bunch of scrubs.
0: I mean, you have to think when – okay, yeah, like, they won they won a title without Kevin Durant. But, like, once he was out for, like, last season, like, did you notice, like, how they could hardly – play as well as they used to it's like they made that team around him and once he left everybody else started leaving and now it's just like they were this mini dynasty that they thought was going to last forever and now they're not even close and even with Steph when he does come back I still don't think they're gonna be
1: the uh the team that they want well they have no bench they can't play defense they got smoked by the the Suns last night it was awful it was like 45 Mm -hmm. to 13 at the end of the first quarter I was like holy crap it's like some NBA street stuff like And we talked last episode about Kyrie and his – oh, no, we talked about Kyrie on Soundoff. I talked about it. But, like, I don't know. This season's been weird because, like, everyone's like, oh, Minnesota. I was trying to convince my buddy that Minnesota was going to be, like, you know, a playoff team. And I'm like – he's like, oh, who's going to take out? I'm like, well, the Warriors aren't making the playoffs. I can tell you that right off the bat. Because if Steph – this – because Clay's not playing this year. I'm wondering do the – if Steph's injury keeps lingering, wink, wink, do they just kind of blow the year up and they wait and they kind of just start like developing young guys and start going for the draft. Cause I don't know what the Warriors do in this case. I almost think maybe they are like, all right, let's go get another young talent or something. Cause we're getting screwed right now.
0: Yeah. But um, the lottery, the way that the lottery does it, or the NBA
1: does a lot of the can't... Pelicans had no shot last year and they got it. So, I mean, it's weird. Like the Knicks were supposed to be the odds on favorite. The only number, the only worst team in the league to get the number one overall pick in like the last 20 years was my Minnesota Timberwolves and I got Cat, which was like an act of God because he's my favorite player and I was so hyped when that happened. But basically, uh, I don't know. It's a weird spot for Golden State. I never thought I'd be talking like this. Like, oh yeah, Golden State's trash right now. I'm like, oh, this is, this is the end of times. Like, I've got 40 mile an hour winds and it's raining outside here on Halloween and the Warriors are crap. All the apocalypse is here. <laughs> all we need is like Mr. Bi- oh, not Mr. Biscuit. All we need is Kirk Cousins to go light up the Chiefs defense for five touchdowns. It's truly end times.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. Um. Now we got to go to Philly. Not even with the team I actually want to talk about from Philadelphia. We got to talk about those Sixers. So last time a Timberwolves we went to Philadelphia. It wasn't their game. It was the first like good, good team they've played all year. And they weren't ready for it. Minnesota is a young team. They're going to be fine. They might go get somebody at the deadline, knowing how Minnesota is. But uh, Carly Towns and Embiid got into a little scrap, and these two don't like each other to begin with. Uh, and Embiid is a clown. I, I I used to love him, but as I, the last over a couple of years, I've kind of just gotten kind of sick of him because I, a lot of his stuff is just, dude, shut up and play. They got into a scuffle. It got pretty ugly. And everyone's talking about how Ben Simmons came up from behind Towns and put him in a headlock. Uh, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, yeah, UFC, he made cat look i like, no. Ben Simmons is a little bitch. He basically came in from behind and it did the equivalent of, of sucker punch, but a headlock. It's like, Savannah, you. it's like your boyfriend's got his back turned and you're pissed at him, so you got up behind him and grab him by his neck. And, <laughs> like, that's the equivalent of what it was. Because right. basically – it's Towns trying to get at him, and, like, guys are trying to hold him back. Here's Simmons coming in like, oh, I'm going to be the hero. Well, because clearly Kendall Jenner still has his manhood, so I I, I don't know with this. I, I'm just getting annoyed with all the memes. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we'll see who goes farther in the playoffs this year because Philadelphia has a lot. Philadelphia can't shoot threes, and I f- can't shoot period, and watching Ben Simmons shoot threes just makes me feel happy because I just realized I have a better three-point shot than an NBA star, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, Cat and Embiid got suspended two games, and um, Simmons didn't get suspended at all, even though the NBA was like, oh, yeah, he was being an aggressor. It wasn't trying to to break it up. He wasn't a peacekeeper. So, I don't know. It was stupid. Uh, I I just
0: don't see the point of getting in a fight like that where people literally have to come in – and, like, coaches and other players have to come in and help pull people off. And then you have to take
1: it to social media. Like, bro, Okay. Oh, like, no. The social media. Like, the fight, I understand. I mean, I don't know. Savannah, did you play any sports in high school and stuff? Uh, I did. Ran track and I cheered. Okay. So, I, I like, cheer, cheer is, like, intense and track can get, like, crazy. Because I know how track people are. Track people are party animals. But basically – I played football. I used to – and I played uh, baseball too. I, I didn't play – I only played basketball for rec, but I'm going to tell you this right now. Even on any of those sports, any team sport, fights happen quick. Uh, I remember like a couple times like even on practice fields, like I like I like would get into a fist fight with one of my teammates or, you know, I'd have a teammate like throwing another guy to the ground in the, in the middle of a game. We all like run over full speed. Happened to me in baseball once. Like we had coaches and players barking at each other from benches. It just happens, especially in guy sports, because you know there's all this testosterone and all. Everyone's like, "Oh, I gotta be a bigger man than you," but then you know, and beating towns coming at each other on social. It's like, yo, know, shut up! Right. The most millennial thing ever is you two start bitching at each other over social media. Like, like I, I swear to God, like Bill Russell's probably sitting there on TV watching this, be like, y'all are a bunch of wusses. Him and Wilt would just, like, duke it out in the parking lot. They wouldn't even, like, you know, deal with this crap. It's so stupid. I just – I, I – uh, the whole sto- the situation is dumb as hell. All I think right. it's stupid, but, I mean, I feel like two games
0: – they probably should have got fined for more. I feel like people get suspended for – There was for-
1: no fans involved. There was no – the reason it was only two games because there was no fans involved. There was no actual punches. It was more like shoving and grabbing – that's so what made the fight more embarrassing. At least yeah. they're all punching leaders. Like, I was a, I was like a little upset. I'm like, you guys suck so much right now. But um uh I'm just getting ourselves ready for everyone's favorite segment. As my phone locks I'm trying to scroll. Thanks, phone. Yeah, so here we go. It is time, ladies and gents, for a six pack. So first off Savannah we've got the country the country game get it because it's Florida Georgia <laughs> uh Florida Georgia is the first game uh Florida of course is favored who you got
0: um I have Florida I mean that's
1: Georgia's favorite sorry uh
0: well, I still have Florida I think that I think that they're gonna look really good against Georgia um I have them picked uh be number six in the in the lineup for this uh college football playoffs too so I think that I think that they have motivation to beat Georgia and make the lineup.
1: All right. Um. So for Florida, Georgia, Mr. Langley took Georgia, and I as well take Georgia. Um. I just, you know, it. I can't pick against the Bulldogs. They have a better team. And the fact is I watched that Florida team almost lose to my Hurricanes. If it wasn't for a dropped pass by our tight end in the end zone – Florida's not even relevant this year because that would have tailspin their entire season losing to Miami. But they, I don't know, just the Florida just seems like an incomplete team. They have a lot of talent on that defense. Like their their cornerback is going to be a top ten pick easily. But yeah, me and uh, me and Kev are both going with Georgia. Uh, next up is SMU and Memphis. The favorite, of course, is SMU. I think it was like two. I'm looking at the line right now. i got to start writing these lines now because these things – but the problem is these lines change like right before games and stuff. That's what drives me nuts. So, yeah, the line, I think it was Memphis minus two if I'm correct. Um, No, uh, yeah, Memphis minus six. I'm going with SMU. That's not my offset by any chance, but I'm going with SMU. I just – I – they're a better team. I look at how SMU throttled Temple, and they're ranked 16 for a reason. They're clearly the best team in this conference. They have kind of replaced the UCF golden uh, golden noobs knights as uh you know as the number one team in a meaningless conference. But basically, uh, I just I feel like Memphis is like that kind of that every you know there's always that conference as the there's a, every year there's one conference that only has one good team. And at the end of the year, there's always that one team that creeps to 25 or 24. They play each other. And then the team with 25 or 24 gets the daylight smacked out of them. Like last year it was Pitt. They walk in, they get crushed by Miami. Then they go into the AC title game, at like 25 against Clemson and get the daylights kicked out of them. So I think it's that kind of story right here. I just don't think Memphis has a shot. I got SMU. Yeah.
0: I got SMU too. I think that this is a chance for them to show the type of team they are on a national stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that, and um, if Memphis loses, they're it's gonna like they have SMU has what is that word like drive to kick Memphis out of the chance chance to be in the AAC uh, championship.
1: Yeah, that that whole conference is so weird. You know, you got UConn dropping as in that's the abomination to my state football wise. <clears throat> <sighs> but yeah, so next up on the docket we have Vikings and Chiefs. The line is – e. The, there's no line released. So this is weird. I'm going to mark this as a push. There's no – you can't call an upset here, even though if you really want to think about it, if the Chiefs do beat the Vikings without Mahomes, I don't know if that's more embarrassing to the Vikings or the fact is that Matt Moore is a good quarterback in Andy Reid's system. So um, who we you got?
0: Um, I'm going to pick the Chiefs in this one. I think that – I mean, I know Kirk Cousins has been – doing well recently but um I think that uh the Packers kind of got lucky that they held Matt Moore off in this game like he looked really good just coming off of like not even playing football so I think that the Vikings are going to be a little stunned and I think that the Chiefs are going to pull out the win
1: I want to pick the Chiefs so bad I really you know what screw it we're so, I'm staying in solidarity with you I'm going I'm going Chiefs as well I just you know what there's something like there's so many games this weekend like I didn't stay away like you know what like there's certain games where I'm not touching but like there's so many games like I have a weird feeling Miami because of all the crap that happened to the deadline with the Jets beats the Jets like that like I almost want to make that my upset pick but I'm like that's not really an upset though both teams suck but right. I just the Chiefs. It's just if it's a it's even, which uh, we're gonna put the line at even. So basically, uh, we're both going with the Chiefs. Um, I think Mister Langley picked the Vikings, if I recall correctly. He did take the Vikings, so there we go. Next up, Savannah, we got uh, which is my upset pick. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna actually get like a siren board just to have like special effects because that'd be awesome. for have like the have like the uh, the beer sound recorded and have a uh, you know sirens or like clapping or whatever. So, first of all, Pats Ravens. This is the most legit game of the whole year on the Patriots schedule so far. And the Patriots come in, they're undefeated. The Ravens come in, still a top at division. I am not so sure this is a slam dunk for New England. You know what Belichick's going to do? He struggles against improvised quarterbacks. He struggles against Cam, Colin Kaepernick, and Russell Wilson. Um, All guys who like to move out of the pocket and throw the ball down the field. That's Lamar's M.O. Uh, It looks like everyone's going to be healthy. Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, everyone else. Watch for this game to get ugly and Lamar break out of the pocket. Hollywood Brown breaks off his route, and you've got a big play that came out of nowhere. Belichick's sitting there like, I can't defend that. So I have the Ravens winning by three. It's going to be a close. Like they're, the 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 Patriots kicking woes are going to screw them over here because no and they're going to get down and they're going to have to kick a field goal and, the, and their new guy is going to shank it, uh, Chicago Bears style. So that's my yeah. upset pick actually.
0: Um, yeah, I have I have the Ravens too. This is going to be my upset. Uh, I just think that. The Patriots just aren't ready for them. Like, Lamar Jackson has a better t- touchdown to interception ratio. He has a higher passer rating. Um, it's just – I just think that the Ravens are going to be able to pull this off. I think that – I know New England's defense is amazing. They're looking, like, unstoppable. But I think Lamar Jackson's going to be able to move, maneuver around that because – they're not used to a quarterback that can run. And the Ravens are 10-0 at home in prime time since 2011. So I think that they're going to keep that streak up.
1: Oof. That was a beautiful stat. All right. I definitely get any sound effects when you drop a stat bomb. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to call it the Savannah stat bomb. That was like a nuke. Like, that's a perfect stat. That is crazy, though. It's like the polar opposite of the the Vikings who were awful in prime time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or actually, no, just Kirk Cousins is awful in prime time. But, um. Yeah, no, I, I – I, the Ravens is just – it's too good of a pick. and I, This is what I'm worried about is like Lamar Jackson is going to come out and throw four picks, but he's not Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson doesn't get rattled. That's the craziest thing to me. Like one Once I've watched him – two years now, watched him in college. Dude is a competitor. He does not get rattled. When a mobile quarterback doesn't get rattled, that's really dangerous for teams because usually mobile quarterbacks, if you hit them enough, they'll stay in the pocket. They won't do anything. This guy doesn't get rattled. It's a little terrifying if you're playing against him because you rush him, oh, you hit him, oh, the second he gets outside, he sees a guy downfield, he pulls up and slings it. You're you're sitting there like with your hands tied. You're like I can't defend this guy anymore. So I really think that Lamar Jackson pulls us out, three point win. I think that the, the Pages kicking was well, might bite him in the ass. Of course, yeah. Kevin took the Pats. Surprise, surprise.
0: Right. I mean, that was. Um, it's going to be like the Ravens' offense against the Patriots' defense because we know the Ravens' defense is still legit. Like, they can force turnovers. Like, they can stop the run. They well, can do they all
1: this. they can't rush the passer that well. That might kick them in the ass a little bit because they're not like Cleveland where Cleveland was just chasing Brady the first half. Yeah, but the – Patriots O-line doesn't really
0: give up sacks, like, ever. So I feel like that's kind of going to be a problem with every single team that they face. It's going to be about can they stop the run. It's going to be about can they get interceptions. Can they force fumbles. Like, that's going to be what it is because most teams do not and cannot get to Brady
1: anyways. True. Um, So next up, we have Texans Jaguars, AFC South second place bowl. Because apparently Jacoby Brissett's better than Andrew Luck. Mark Riley heard here first. Uh, I clearly said that just to tick Mark off. But uh, I also sort of, like, the more and more he puts up de- a decent game under Frank Reich, the more and more I'm not buying that Andrew Luck was a generational talent. I never bought he was better than, like, Luck or Watson or, you know or Brady or Roger. I never thought he was, like, the heir apparent. I did fear him when he was in college at Stanford, but then I saw, like, teams like Oregon who just had fast defenses expose him. So, to me, uh, we're going back. Revert back. Um, Texas Jags. Jags, um, it's it's weird to me, because Deshaun Watson put up a crazy game against the Raiders last week. He was balling out. Dude's playing. There, There are no eye problems, but... I don't know. This game was a one point game last week. It was a two point failed two point conversion is the reason the Texans won. But they always start slow. <clears throat> give me the Texans and this might be Gardner Minshew's last start. If Foles comes back next week, which he might. So uh give me I'm sticking I'm on the Texans trend too. Uh
0: I mean I don't even know. Like just like looking at Stats and everything like that, like, Jacksonville's, like, defense has been so much better the last few games than they have the first five. But it's just, like, I – and DeAndre Hopkins, like, production this season is, like, subpar, like, crazy subpar. And so, I don't know. I feel like I have to go with Jacksonville for this one. All right,
1: fair. I'll give you that one.
0: I mean, I don't want to pick against the Texans because I know what Deshaun Watson can do. But especially if this is um, Minshew's last start, then I feel like he's going to want
1: to ball only out. only if he loses. I feel like if he doesn't lose, then we have a, then they have a problem because it's like, who do you start? Do you start the guy you paid $32 million to or do you start uh, the guy who's been winning games for you?
0: No, I definitely think they put in foals. I mean, he what? how many games did he play? Two? One?
1: One. one. Played a quarter.
0: One. So I feel like they're going to give him a chance to see if he can look like he did when he won the Super Bowl in Philly.
1: Yeah. I mean, with that set, like those receivers, talk about like finds. You got Chark, you've got um Conley, you've got who is the third one they got? They have another one. Like if Chark, if Chris Conley, there's one more they have that are just like like there's no they have like, like Jacksonville finds these receivers out of nowhere. But mm-hmm. I love it. So um yeah, Kevin of course I said before took the Texans. Uh next up we have Lions Raiders. Uh, I love this game. I hope I can ha- watch it because you have two teams with semi-similar identities. I'm a little disappointed the 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 uh the Lions didn't go out and get Melvin Gordon at the deadline. They really should have because I feel like that would have made them a contender in that division. But now I feel like they're just trying to hope that Dallas or Philly falls off the map hard enough where they can sneak in as the last seed because I think the Packers are running away with that division. Um, And I hate it I just said that. It made me put a bad taste in my mouth. Uh I I got I got the Raiders. I just think that your 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 mom's team's got too much speed. John Gruden's got these boys playing out of their minds. I love the fact that they ride Josh Jacobs. And of course, my favorite story David Waller, arguably one of the biggest names at tight end now, especially in fantasy. Dude puts up a touchdown a game, basically. Um I love that team. I love the fact they have Zay Jones now with Tyrell Williams. And did I see Ke- Keelan Doss? He's on that roster now? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Keelan Doss. I love this guy. And they got Renfro. They got a lot of young weapons. I don't think they're good enough to beat like a New England or a KC. But I feel like they went on and got Zay Jones because they could not move the ball against KC. Right. So I still have Oakland thinking as a wildcard team here or possibly in that division, depending if Minnesota wins or not. Um, give me Raiders.
0: Yeah, I I have the Raiders, too. I think – I know the Raiders didn't look very good against the Packers, but I think that they're still this team that's developing, and I still think that they can win against the Lions, especially at home. Like um, Amy Trask, so she worked with um, the Raiders like almost her whole life and was really close with uh, Al Davis. She said that you always have to give – the Raiders um, a touchdown just by themselves because of the fans. They know that this is the last season that they're going to be in Oakland. So they give it all they got. And I feel like that hypes them up. Like a home field advantage for Oakland is like the biggest, one of the biggest advantages for any team in the NFL. So um, I have the Raiders, especially since they're at home.
1: Fair enough. You know, um, I did not have a single lone wolf pick today. You lone wolfed on Florida. And um Jacksonville. Kevin Lone Wolf on the Lions, Pats, Vikings. And Memphis. So basically, this is gonna be the craziest pick week ever. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, so your gimme game. Savannah, what is your give me game this week? Because you're took your upset.
0: Um well I I hope this is the right one. I have the Browns over the Broncos, but I don't know what which way that goes.
1: Um I think the Browns are still favored, okay. despite Baker Mayfield's like temper tantrum on a reporter.
0: Yeah, I think I think they are because especially since Joe Flacco is going to be out. Yeah. So I have the Browns over the Broncos.
1: Yeah, it's still Cleveland minus four, so that's 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 a gimme game. Um, for me, I have the Bills bouncing back against the Redskins. Uh, I think Josh Allen's going to come out slinging the rock because they got embarrassed by Philly last week. And Kevin's gimme game is tonight's game because he's a chicken. He picked 49ers over the <laughs> Cardinals. Yes, Kevin, you're a giant fried chicken.
0: That's like the easiest game that you could pick. That's like, like I
1: could have done like Clemson versus Wharton or whoever they play, Horton or whatever the hell that name of that college is.
0: Right. Alabama
1: versus whatever FCS school they play week five or seven.
0: Maybe next week. Just do the easiest game. Just
1: Oh, my God. No, could... no, 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 no. I got a better idea. You can't pick a give-me game with a line over seven.
0: That's a good
1: idea. I love that rule. I think that's a rule we're going to install for next week. <laughs> so I'm just writing I this like down. You. So we have it on record. And, of course, on Tuesday, ladies and gents, or Monday, whenever we do our next show, we will reveal who won and who lost. Right now, your boy's in the lead, winning seven to f- leading Kevin by two and leading no leading Kevin by four and Savannah by four. No, you have three, I have seven. Okay.
0: Whatever. I'm, hey, Kevin has My five, brain screwed up. You were winning by two,
1: but over Kevin, yeah, I'm winning by two over Kevin. Yeah. So that's that's the big board. Alright. So we will see who wins uh next week. And the all right so you got anything else or should I uh, kick up the smooth jazz for the last call the yes. jazz alright you heard the lady kick that smooth jazz so ladies and gents uh, this week I was listening to uh, my boy Joel Klatt big fan of his I love his uh, opinions on college football he's also a good play-by-play, play-by-play guy probably the most reasonable college football guy that got on like the big networks he actually kind of tells the truth when he's talking stuff he's very logical Ex-quarterback kind of comes into the territory. But, so he brought up about college football playoffs. And one of the things that bugged me is that a lot of these teams are dying away on my national championship pick, the LSU Tigers. They're dogging the the Sooners. And the Alabama love fest is kicking up again. And now that Kevin's not here, I am going to take a giant dump on Alabama for a minute. (laughs) Because I'm sick of this. I'm sick of Nick Saban. I'm sick of the... Listen, I respect greatness. It's something you can't, you've got to admire. you got to admire the fact that the most talented quarterback in the league in the last 10 years has been Savannah's boy, Aaron Rodgers. you got to respect that Tom Brady's the GOAT. Six titles, you can't argue against it. You also cannot deny that the best player in basketball that played for the Lakers, that's not a center, was Kobe Bryant, or LeBron James. Um, oh, and Michael Jordan's the GOAT in that sport. Basically, the all-time GOAT is Muhammad Ali. Anyway gotta acknowledge the fact that Alabama is the best college football program of all time. Was it, 17 titles? My hurricane's only have, only have five. Uh, Savannah, your Ohio State Buckets have what, four or five, six?
0: Maybe five.
1: Five or six, you're, like, you're close to us. Um, yeah, so basically Alabama's the gold standard. They're the UCLA, at least they win but, um, but they actually win now. Of college of college football. But one thing that drives me nuts about Alabama fans is they're like, oh who did they play? Who the hell did they play? And last year I brought this up because I went in on Alabama before the title game and Mark Riley, when he comes on next week for our anniversary show, by the way, check that out. Literally said, I said to Mark, I'm like, Mark Bit down like, Mark, why? And he goes, They're the better team. And I'm like, But who have they played? They basically have had a cupcake schedule a tailor-made. Their hardest game was against Oklahoma, and Kyler Murray was on his back every other play because Quentin Williams is blowing every play because their offensive line, yes, NFL guys, but their defense can not stop anybody. And he's like, all right, fair enough. And then I'm like, and I walk in, I just checked the score. Like, I, I had to do something in the first half. So I got in, it was like halftime. I'm like, what the hell happened? It was like a slugfest. The club was just duking it, like just knocking out... Um. It looked like McGregor versus Diaz. It's not McGregor versus Diaz. It looked like uh, that Ronda Rousey six-second knockout. It looked like the game was over by the first quarter. Clemson just was – they had better athletes on defense like Cleveland Farrell and Dexter Lawrence. They had all these great defensive players. You know, Trevor Lawrence was his come-out party. He was, like, just balling out. And to me, Alabama hasn't changed. They still don't have athletic pass rushers. Yeah, they can score, but so can LSU. Soakland, Oklahoma, so can Ohio State. And Ohio State, now LSU have legit defenses. Everyone's like, oh, but Jared, LSU gave up a ton of run plays to Auburn. Every college team is a bad game. Every year, every college team is that one bad game where if they're a championship team, they can pull it out at the end. Don't give me this, oh, Florida was a bad game. Now, Florida's a top 10 team. Once I bash Florida, I have a lot of respect for Florida. They have a good team and a good offense. They're going to lose to Georgia because Georgia is a better team. But LSU, the SEC has about four or five top ten teams this year, and one of them is Florida. Florida, I think, will finish the year around 10 or 11. They're that good of a roster. Savannah, you have them in your top six. They're a very good team. They're very well balanced. I still think Dan Mullins is a, is, is a prick, but that's just the way he handles himself in interviews, me being a media member. But at the end of the day... LSU has, I think, how many top 10 wins? I think three or four wins against top 10 teams already. Alabama has, I think, zero. Or the top 25 teams. The top I can't remember the stat. I'll have to look it up later. And I'll post it on Twitter account. But, yeah, I'm sick. I'm The Alabama love fest. And I was like, oh, if Tua plays against LSU, it's going to be a blowout. And I'm like, wait, oh, I'm driving. I'm hearing Coward say this. And I'm like, whoa, hold up. Hold up. I'm not even sold on Tua, to be honest. I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be a good pro quarterback. Everyone's, like, praising this guy's not coming at Jesus. And I don't think he's the best quarterback prospect in this draft. I think the best quarterback in college football right now is your boy, Savannah. Jake, uh, J- oh, is it uh, Justin Fields? And then after that, I think it's Burrows. And then Lawrence. And then I think you've got to even throw – if he can develop his crap, you even throw Jaron Williams in that discussion. He just probably has no offensive line, so you can't tell. Then you got to also throw in um, Eason out in Washington. You got to throw Justin Herbert out there, of course, in Oregon. So, and then I'll throw Tua in there as well. And then I'll put in um, what's his face from Georgia, Jake Fromm. There's a lot of your quarterbacks. Everyone's like praising Tua. I'm, yeah, well, don't before Kevin like shoots me here. I'm not saying Jared Williams is better than Tua. Let's clarify that. He's he's in that discussion as, like the outlier, like nine or ten. The only quarterback who's ranked higher in his recruiting class than him was Trevor Lawrence, by the way. So there's that. But All I'm saying is, Alabama. I think they're gonna make it, but don't be surprised. Like I'm gonna tell you guys right now, next week Alabama plays Clemson, and I will mark it right here. Savannah, if you wanna write this down, go for it. I'm taking LSU. I don't care if two of plays or not. I'm that confident in that team because that defense, back end, that defense may not be the best. They give up plays, but that front seven is a is freak of nature. And by the way, your boy Chase Young. You're, wait, it's Chase Young, right? That's his name, the defensive end you guys have? Yeah, number two. Yeah. He's going to win the high He, he might be a highest contender, and I love hearing that. I love seeing defensive guys get in. Like, I rooted for Tyron Matthew and Dominican Sue. I love seeing defensive guys get in. So, that's my piece. Savannah, what do you think about this the Alabama love fest?
0: I think
1: Alabama really pushes your butt, so that's what I think. Oh, my God. I'm tired. <laughs> well, up. I like parody. Or at least I don't even care if they make the playoff. I just love seeing other teams win. Like I I was just happy an SEC's team didn't win when Florida State won. And I hate Florida State. But it's just the SEC, like the SEC network puts a bad taste in my mouth. And I can't stand watching games on CBS. Their college football broadcasters just bug me. And then just it's the SEC bias that the college football committee has is insane. Yeah. So, that's why it pushes my buttons. But, yeah. wow.
0: I just don't think, the way that Alabama got, like, smashed against Clemson last season just really shows you, like, how, like, yeah, they have 17 titles. But, like, the fact, like, who they play. Like, they don't play anyone. Have they played anyone, any ranked opponents like this? Season? No. Like, no. they're going to come in and face LSU or uh, Ohio State or LSU at, at all. Like, they're going to, and they're
1: going to lose. I think they're going to lose. I think if my, my my like I said my four is the same as it was mm-hmm. it's going to be LSU Alabama I think Clemson will sneak in by some miracle and Ohio State uh, if we're doing my rankings I think it's going to be Ohio State 2 LSU 1 uh, so I think Alabama is going to get smoked by Ohio State in the 2-3 game yeah. and then I think LSU is going to Clap the daylights out of uh, Clemson. It's going to be LSU Alabama rematch of 2007, which is like 2007. LSU wins. But that's only because LSU has better athletes than Ohio State. Ohio State is the best player in the field in Chase Young. But you can also double team the best player. It's like the Aaron Donald effect. You just put two guys on them. Yeah. Blocking, the problem with defensive ends or defensive tackles, you can always just double team them. You can't, like, du- you can't double-team a wide receiver because now you're leaving another weapon. Right. It's that same concept. So, that's my piece. We actually finished up before 8 o'clock. Which I'm very impressed with But So, you got anything else before we send it off? Nope. All righty. So, uh, by the way, check it out. We're going to do a snippet for this one. It should be on our Instagram. Ch- like us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. I'm Jared. That's Savannah. We out. Thanks for listening to the Corner Booth Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and on Twitter at Corner Booth Pod.